Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast, where we are performance-driven. Each week, we deliver news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, always great to be with you. How's it going? Hey, Jenny. Glad to be back with you again this week as well to talk more freight. Freight is life here at Transfix Maze, but what is happening with July? It is heating up in ways that we were definitely not expecting, so I'm leaning on you to bring us through. You're 100% right, Jenny. So far, our drive through July has proven to be somewhat off track with the status quo. Last week, we saw the 4th of July holiday weekend have little to no impact on the trucking industry. In fact, this past week, markets continued to loosen, making it harder for carriers to find markets in their favor. Usually following that 4th of July weekend and heading into the 4th of July weekend, markets tighten, bringing one last opportunity for carriers to push up spot rates. That did not happen this week. Well, and that's the thing. Carriers are having a difficult time navigating this very volatile market that is unfortunately not in their favor as it typically can be around these summer months. But what's happening on the shipper side, Mays? Shippers continue to marinate in favorable conditions. Okay, well, tell us how loose it is. Last week, we saw dry van tender rejections drop below 7%. This is a level we have not seen since the week of June 7th of 2020. Yeah, that's all. Actually, that's more than two years ago. So let's talk about this impact for a second here. If the rejections continue to surge, what we're going to see or what we'll likely see is upward pressure on rates for carriers. So Mays, talk about where, where they stand now with that. This remains a misfit as we normally, like I said, see the markets tighten around this holiday. Luckily for carriers, even as tender rejections decline to new lows, rates have stayed relatively flat since a slight rise going into the weekend. Rates are still lower than they were during the first half of June though, but at least they are holding tight and not continuing a downward trend as we drive through July. Okay, carriers, stay patient. You are going to see hopefully some improvement there, but Mays, let's talk about whether or not the uh, Atlanta and Ontario markets, are they still the tightest in the nation? What's going on? The fact is both Atlanta and Ontario, although they are the markets with the highest outbound volumes, and they've been the tightest in the recent weeks, both are showing loosening from July 5th through July 11th, coming off of the holiday weekend. Weights in Atlanta have actually just dropped right around 1% and 2% in Ontario. So yes, they aren't loosening greatly, but they are showing that trend of loosening after being tighter markets throughout the country. Ontario may have seen a more significant drop in rates, but tender rejections actually rose week over week as to where tender rejections dropped in Atlanta. So we will most likely see Ontario tighten slightly back up going into next week. You know, and that seems to be the theme of the summer. A lot of markets are starting to see that softness throughout. All right, Jenny, as we look back in the past 90 days, regardless of where you are picking up or shipping a truck globe, Markets are much looser than we experienced in the past two years. With the exception of very few markets, carriers continue to see a tougher path forward through the summer. Just in the past 90 days, rates have dropped more than 10% on hauls greater than 300 miles. The decline was fast and carriers have felt the cut in rates hard. When you peel back that band-aid and compare the drop in line haul versus all in, the cut only gets deeper as fuel surged during the same period. This is something that we brought up multiple times. In the coming weeks, we'll see most likely a very similar trend with tender rejections below 7%. They will likely remain flat along with spot rates. Markets neighboring major port markets will continue to be a shipper's pain point. 
This is especially the case for Southern California, as the rails continue to have issues, pushing the volume to over-the-road trucking. And how about as we head on east? Well, Jenny, for the east coast, import volumes continue to remain strong. Even with congestion on the rails and strong volumes at some of the east coast ports, these factors are not enough to put pressure on trucking capacity or to make any significant change in the coming weeks, especially as shippers don't seem to have the stress or need to move freight as fast as they did the previous two years, which is a 180 from this time last year. We called this out last week, but I want to get into railroads and what we're looking at in terms of congestion. So give us some insight there, Maze. Well, Jenny, the congestion that you're pointing out on the rails is true. And the fact is soft trucking markets may hide the congestion on the rails and ongoing issues within our domestic supply chain. So here's my crystal ball prediction for you, Maze. Coming in hot with this one, I do think that although this is not front page news, we're gonna hear about it at the top of Q4, heading into holiday season. Some bottlenecks still have not been solved. Currently, the rail issues have only worsened with a lack of chassis in rail cars. Just as the backlog of vessels off of the Southern California coastline moves in the right direction, this bottleneck could flip that around. Containers are starting to stack on the land, and if the issue persists, Jenny, this could re-spark the issue we've been slowly coming out of. Well, it looks like rail can learn a lot from Ocean and their chassis issues from last year. Well, for the East Coast ports, they continue to benefit from these issues on the West Coast and have surpassed overall volume from the West Coast. While the West Coast battles container issues and the number of containers dwelling for nine or more days has more than doubled since February. So this is clear that the issue is actually getting worse in the last 60 to 90 days. So what we're learning here is that this market is getting harder and harder to navigate. All of these surprise issues keep popping up. And of course, AB5 is still very much top of mind. Last week, we had California carriers have to essentially reshuffle their operations or risk having to shut down their doors. So where do we stand with AB5? And also, were we right about the intended impact this could have on the supply chain? As we still wait and learn how the after effects of AB5 will play out, we do know that the short-term impact is not in the carrier's favor. Looking farther into the future, for years to come though, AB5 could possibly positively impact the supply as a whole, improving the quality of a driver's life and making the job look more appealing than in recent years. I really hope so. I'm always rooting for our carriers, and though this might be the reverse of the calm before the storm, it's the storm before the calm. What do you think? Jenny, I know you're a huge advocate for the quality of life for drivers. So long term, I do think that this could potentially help make supply less of an issue than we've seen in the past couple of years. But short term, small and mid-sized carriers, along with some drivers, will feel additional pain on top of the one pain caused by the current market conditions. As truckload demand has cooled, the supply is getting squeezed. Looking at new numbers released for June net revocations of trucking authorities, it just hit another high of over 6,000. What this means is some supply is continuing to leave the market, allowing shippers to enjoy easing capacity and a more efficient supply with high contract tender acceptance. However, this is a dangerous reciprocal cycle of market power between carrier and shippers at its prime. And this needs to remain top of mind in the current marketplace. This is a shipper's opportunity to think of a long-term solutions as former partners go out of business. This is a key opportunity as an industry that we need to continue to come together, even though the supply chain is not front page news, 
to make long-term changes. Well, you heard the man. We'll continue to drive through the summer freight as we enter the middle of July next week with an all-new episode. Until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.